Hi, we're taking a couple of weeks off for the Christmas and New Year's holidays. Here is an encore episode that many folks have found useful. We hope you will as well, whether it's your first time listening or your second. We'll return with all new episodes on January 16th. Best wishes for the holidays and the new year. The ability to build strong, positive relationships at work is one of the most important skill sets that any manager can have. In this episode, we will talk about why and how you can be even more effective at it. Hi, I'm Rick Kendall. And I'm Fred Ball. Welcome to Management Mastery. The purpose of these podcasts is to share what each of us has learned about good and bad management in our combined over 40 years of experience, both as managers and executive coaches. During that time, we've coached managers at every level in companies from Fortune 100s to brand new startups in all major businesses, including nonprofits, government, and education. So whether you're just starting in your first management position or are an experienced manager looking to strengthen your management skills, we know our podcast will be valuable to you. Building strong, positive relationships with peers, staff, and bosses is critical to a successful career, regardless of your field. Without solid relationships, a leader will have a hard time forging a team, getting them to focus, and accomplishing work. In this episode, we'll cover self-awareness, connecting with others, and acknowledging conflict. But first of all, understand that building relationships takes time and effort. Rick, that is so, that is so true. And uh, one of the things that managers at every level have difficulty with, and that is that it, you have a constant tension between building relationship and focusing on content. And you just need to spend that time building relationship. I agree. I mean, and, and I think that we fail to understand, we as managers, um, how important that, that is. Because we talk a lot about the importance of the team. And as a manager, you're the coach, the director of the team, and its coherence is really up to you. And so that starts with understanding what effect you have on the people, both in your team, as well as coworkers outside of your team, your boss, uh, the, the senior people in the company, etc., and it's it's so important to be aware of the effect you have on people. One of the things that you need to focus on is your reaction to others and how they respond to you verbally and non-verbally. And one way to, to start to get a handle on this is pay attention to the people around you that you um, respect for their ability to build those kinds of positive relationships. People that you feel positive uh, around. People that seem to engender that positive feeling uh, among the people that uh, they interact with. So look at them, watch them. What are they doing that makes people like them? 
That's what we're really talking about when we talk about relationships, making people like them or at a minimum respect them and feel positive about them. Um, You can learn a good deal by doing that so many times in, in, in those processes as you're as you're watching and observing you pick up um a, a, a little something that someone is doing that you say boy that's that is so positive um maybe it's a pause at the right time or maybe it's the fact that if things start to get uh, you know a little bit uh, uh more tense they have a way of just pausing and taking a minute to think about it, um, or not a minute, but a few seconds to, to think about something before they come back with an answer. And as you, as you watch someone who you think does a particularly good job, you'll often pick up uh, an idea or two that will make you uh, stronger in your approach. No, I, I, I agree. And, and as we said at the beginning, uh, this is not an easy process and it takes time. So don't expect to get it perfect right away. Um, you, you're going to learn as you go along. We're all always trying to improve our ability to get along. And for some people, it's it just comes naturally. But by studying those people, you get the sense of what they do and how people react to them. Another thing that we want to talk about is connecting with others um, at all levels, including senior management. One of the things that you want to remember before you begin to take action is that a good deal, some, some folks say 55% of the initial reaction will be based on visually what people see. Do you smile when you meet them? Do you have eye contact? Do you have a firm handshake? Do you, do you ask them how they are? Um, and then you need to step forward and you need to take action. And whether you are, whether this is very comfortable thing for you or a more difficult thing for you, you need to reach out to both those people that you're comfortable with and ones that you're a little bit less comfortable with. Um, and it's always going to be when you're dealing with your boss, you're a little bit more on edge, or when you're dealing with senior management, you're a little bit on edge, but you want to engage in open, honest conversation. And know that if you're consistent from time to time, that 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 will help you over time to build trust. You want to actively listen and share information and always strive to make the conversation about them and not you. You want to ask their opinions, their advice, their viewpoints, and their experience. Fred, that is so important. And I think we're going to talk about this later when we focus on how to listen. But it's so common, um, and it may be aggravated these days because of COVID, because we've been isolated but I am struck over and over again by how many people just, no matter what the conversation is about, they bring it back to them. And it's just it just creates a barrier. And you have to be aware of that in yourself, that, that how often do you bring the conversation back to you? 
And that's uh, a way to build a barrier and not build a relationship. One of the things that you can do is to show through your interaction your positive behavior and the passion that you have for, with, for work. And the way you do that is a smile will help. Sometimes a laugh as you're connecting with the other person. You need to, if, if things start to get quiet, you need to carry the conversation. When, when I say laugh, we're, we're not talking about going in and telling jokes, but we're, we're, we're talking about if something funny happens in the middle of the conversation, that the two of you can laugh about it and, and uh, help to, to uh, move the conversation forward. All of those kinds of things are going to help to build trust over a period of time. And we've talked about this, but your consistency of action from time to time that you meet someone is going to be a critical determinant in building trust. We'll talk about it again and again. One of the issues that you have when you're, when you're in a conversation with someone, way too often we start to spend the time in our mind thinking about what we're going to say as our response back when the other person finishes their point of view. And you want to make sure that you hold back from that, you're open, you're listening, and, and just as, as we said, you're, you're thinking about the other person. Absolutely. The other thing that is important uh, in building a relationship is there's going to be conflict. There's going to be disagreement. There's going to be times when you sort of have to negotiate your way through something. And you need to, you need to be aware of that and acknowledge it, at least in your own mind, um, that, you know, first of all, every decision comes from conflicting points of view. Everybody is going to see any situation that's meaningful in a somewhat different different way. Um, so the important thing here as you're building and trying to maintain relationships is always strive to understand the other person's point of view and find points of agreement where it's possible at all. And by that I mean... You know, first of all, you listen carefully to their argument, to their side of it, and try to analyze what they're saying and look for places where you can agree and identify them. Say it. I agree with that. I think we're, we're in agreement. Now, what I don't understand, and then you can raise a point where you may disagree, but don't express it as a disagreement. Express it as a failure to understand. And you might say, look, if I understand you, you're saying this. And repeat what you think their point is. Is that true? Have I, do I understand you? A lot of times disagreements are really not disagreements, they're misunderstandings. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've found myself in the middle of an argument where when I sort of mentally stepped back, I realized... We really weren't disagreeing. We were just misunderstanding one another. So I think, I think that's absolutely true. Uh, every person has that. Um, I, I, I have it in the, in the things that I do where something that I say and I'm pretty, I'm, I think I'm being pretty clear on <laughs> is clearly not coming across 
the same way to the to the other person. And um, if the two of us don't figure out some way to bring that forward, then what happens is that the other person can clearly go away thinking that, in fact, we we had a problem. Absolutely. Um, And so keeping that in mind, keeping in mind that that maybe you don't really disagree, um, that makes it easier to work through problems and to calm the situation. Because our first reaction when we think we disagree is to push back hard. And what we need to be doing is training ourselves to say, wait a minute, uh, maybe we don't disagree, or maybe let's find the places we agree. Well, you do this in your mind. You're not necessarily saying this, but this has to be your mental approach to a disagreement, um, to try to find places where you agree and always try to do it in a positive manner to reduce the tension and hopefully to resolve the conflict. I think the other thing to keep in mind is that it your responsibility as the manager to work through any uh, conflict or problems to make sure that you calm the situation. And then, Rick, just as you said, to do so in a positive manner so that um, at the end of the conversation, you have taken the steps in order to move the the situation forward in a positive direction. Uh, you know, I think you raise a, a, a very important point here, Fred, and that is um, the perspective here of the manager. We've been talking in terms of one-to-one interactions between you, the manager, and a staff person or maybe a, your boss or uh, a co-worker. <clears throat> but... As the manager, it's also your responsibility to be sensitive to sources of disagreement among your staff people and to act as an intermediary to try to resolve those differences. You will hear different points of view from different staff members where they may be, that may be uh, generating conflict between them. And you want to resolve that by getting them together, by encouraging them, by by acting as a medium by which uh, the points of agreement can be realized by both parties and and maybe resolve the conflict rather than letting it fester and boil over and and just uh, contribute to negative feelings within the group. In summary, uh, today we discussed self-awareness, which is basically knowing your own strengths and weaknesses and the impact your behavior has on others, the connection that's important with all levels uh, of the folks that you will meet and deal with, including senior management, and acknowledging a conflict and how to deal with it. We hope you have found this podcast useful and we'll come back again for more Management Mastery. If you have any comments about this or any of our episodes, or would like to find out more about our other services, including one-on-one coaching and group seminars for managers, visit our website at careercoachclass.com. 
Thanks for listening.